What's with Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew is like a zipline of incredible flavor directly into your brain. Mountain Dew is like getting punched in the mouth with pure neon refreshment that creates a neural explosion sending flavor shards of electric brain pulses into your very core of being. Okay, maybe that's a little over the top, but you get the idea. The fact is, the mind-bending challenge of describing the taste of Mountain Dew is way harder than just experiencing it. That, of course, is easy. Just grab a nice cold dew, crack it open, and toss them back. Mountain Dew. Do the dew. Hey guys, this is Brooke Entz and Gina Chancharulo, and we are Tween the Reps podcast. If you have not listened to our podcast before, or maybe you've heard nothing about it, well, we highly recommend you approach it knowing that we do have an explicit rating. <laughs> we do. <laughs> and, you know, we're kind of proud of that. We like to share very colorful stories of our personal experiences, of things we've gone through in life, anywhere from shitting my pants in the Museum of Natural History to testing out a diva cup for the first time. Trying laser hair removal and it... Oh, doing the complete opposite? Yes. Yes. Literally doing the complete opposite. So pause this podcast that you are listening to and go subscribe to Between the Reps for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So come sit on the couch with us. Yeah, so come sit on the couch with us. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Self-Made Mastery Podcast. My name is Adrienne Finch, and I am your host, and this is episode number 82, three things every personal brand or business needs in order to grow in 2021. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Self-Made Mastery Podcast, your ultimate guide to total transformation. I'm your host, Adrian Finch, and I believe wholeheartedly that anyone from any background can create and live their dream life. And the best part is, you only need one thing to start, your mind. So join me here every Wednesday on this transformative journey to master your mindset and unlock your greatest potential. Let's go. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. I just want to say it has been a while since I have uploaded a podcast episode. If you guys don't follow me over on Instagram, you probably are like, what the heck, Adrian? Where have you been? Um, And what ended up happening super unexpectedly is I found out that I have some pretty severe vocal cord damage. Now, obviously, as a voice professional, somebody who records podcasts, records videos all day, every day, this is not ideal, right? So I was having a lot of pain. I was losing my voice. Talking started to really bother me. Um, And I did not ever intend to be away from the podcast for as long as I had been. I kept thinking I was ready to come back. And then my voice would be hurting or I had already talked too much for the day. I've really been trying to strategically figure out a new schedule to make sure that I'm not speaking too much in any one given day. So I appreciate your guys' patience bearing with me figuring out this new schedule. Um, I'm really hoping that I can just go back to the once a week podcast. I just need to be able to figure out when in my week I'm able to record those. And long story short, you know, we don't need to get too much into it, but I did end up seeing an ear, nose, and throat doctor who did a scope to check kind of what's going on down there in the throat of mine. And there was just a lot of redness and irritation and a polyp as well. So I actually ended up doing a three-day vocal rest. (laughs) That's right, no speaking at all, which if you know me, you know is probably near impossible. Um, But it was really, really good for the vocal cords. It really helped to heal them a little bit. Um, And then ever since then, I've just been going to speech therapy so that I can try to start learning to speak in a way that uses more air, slows down a little bit, and just doesn't create tension and friction 
on my vocal cords. So if I sound any different today, that's actually good. <laughs> Eventually, you know, I'll figure out this new normal of being able to talk the right way without damaging my vocal cords, um, but without sounding super different. So again, thank you so much for your patience. And if you aren't following the Instagram account, which is at Selfmade Mastery Pod, or my personal, which is at Adrian Finch, then Um, I highly recommend, I mean, you definitely don't have to, no pressure at all, but that is where I make every announcement about the podcast. That's kind of the platform where I'm able to communicate with you guys. So if you're not following and you were probably like, what the heck, where has the podcast been? I do recommend following just so that you know what's going on. Um, But I'm so, so excited to be back. I hope my voice lasts throughout this episode. I actually recorded another episode last night, so we definitely are back on track. I'm back with the weekly Wednesday episodes And today we are actually talking about three things every personal brand or business needs in order to grow in 2021. Um, This topic was inspired actually by a YouTube video that I made. Um, I was working with Wix, that website building company, and I have had websites with them for years. And this was actually the topic of the video. And I thought, wow, this is just as relevant for my self-made mastery listeners. So three things right? Three things every personal brand needs. And I say personal brand because there is a difference between a personal brand and a business. A personal brand may be a business, um, but you may have a business that isn't, you know, your personal brand. It's not about you or your face or your, you know, yourself. Um, So this is applicable for anyone. These are three things that if you're trying to grow any sort of business or side hustle or brand, you need to be thinking about these things. Now, obviously there are more than three things, um, but I think this is a really great start and I just, I think I'll just dive right in. All right, so number one is that your product, service, or mission, so the thing that you are offering as a business, must without a doubt serve an audience. Serve an audience, okay? And you may be like, but Adrian, I have a product and I give it to an audience. That's serving them, right? Wrong. And I'll explain in a second. And, and you know, maybe you are serving them. You may already have become a master at this and in which case not wrong yes um but not necessarily you may not be and i will get into this in a second but before all of the fancy name logo colors fonts other types of branding that is really exciting to dive into when you're creating a business but before actually doing that you need to know what the actual business is going to do right and most people when deciding they want to grow their personal brand or start a business have an idea, right? They're like, okay, here's my idea. Here's what this business is. Here's what I'm going to do. And that idea usually stems from kind of one of two places. Either it's based around something that you're super passionate about. You know, you love to do. You're like, yes, I want to do this as a job, a side hustle. Or it's based around something that you think will make money. Keyword being you think will make money. Now, Being passionate is great, okay? And you 100% should be passionate if you're gonna start a business or brand. You really should, you you need to be. But if you want your business to actually work, then you do need to create a product, service, or brand that serves a group of people. And what I mean by that is if it solves a problem they have, if it serves a need of theirs, they will buy it, right? The more you're able to solve a customer's problem, the more money you will make. AKA the more impact you generate, the more income comes in. And for your business to work, it has to make money. You may not be about money and that's totally fine. You know, you may work for a nonprofit or whatever, but even nonprofits need to bring in money. 
you need money for your business to work. It's, it's what's on the other side of money that is important to focus on. So I like to think of it like a story. And I have referenced the book Building a Story Brand so many times. Um, and it's really just stuck with me. It's totally ingrained in my brain. And I cannot think about business any other way now. So I want you guys to think of it like a story. Um, and so that you can really understand why it's important to serve an audience. So we have a character, right, who has a conflict and they usually end up coming across some sort of guide that helps them take action. And the action is kind of the plan, the, you know, the journey. And the action that they take is in place to help them overcome failure and end in success. And that's kind of the hero's journey, the you know, the typical kind of seven elements of storytelling. Now, the problem is that too many entrepreneurs think that they are the main character. They think that they're the one going through the journey and that the more cool, you know, the cooler they are, the more credible they are, the more people will buy. The more fancy their logo is, the more people will buy. But the thing is, you're not the hero or the main character in this situation. The customer is, the audience is, the person that you're serving is. And when you realize that and can make sure that all of your business decisions are filtered through that mindset of, is this serving the audience? Then you will have a successful business. So I'm going to read that again, but kind of filling in the blanks here. So in a story, you have a character, in which case this is your customer or your audience who has a conflict, right? Something that they need solving, a problem, anything like that. And they come across a guide. This is you or your business that helps them take action. And this would be by using your product or your service or, you know, coaching them or going through the plan that you have for them to overcome failure and end in success. So you are solving a problem of theirs or getting them very close to solving or, you know, making immense progress. Um, and if that makes sense to you, then the rest is going to make sense. If you can help solve a problem that they have, you make money. So the goal, of course, with starting a business is to find a product or service or offering that both serves your audience and that you're also passionate about, right? We don't just want to be like, oh, well, they want this and this makes money, but I hate doing this. No, of course we want to be passionate about what we're doing. But it's important to note that nine out of 10 businesses fail in the first 18 months because they think that they're creating something appealing or they've seen other businesses, you know, make similar products or services and they've seen them make money. So they think, oh, like I'll make money too. But in reality, they haven't done any of the work to find out if there's actually a market for it. You may think it's a good idea and it might be, you know, you may be more passionate about it than anyone, but are you the customer? Are you the person who is buying? No. And you may say, well, I would buy this product and that's also great, but you are one person. You are a sample size of one. And any scientist would say that is not <laughs> a big enough sample size to, you know, know the outcome. So if the people you are selling to or you're trying to sell to are not in need of it, it they're not in need of whatever you're selling or they aren't as passionate about it, the business will not work, right? So either, you know, sometimes the problem people run into is either they are trying to offer a product or they have an offer that people don't need. People don't need it that badly, so they're not buying it. Another reason why people could not be buying is because you're not targeting the right people. Maybe the product or service that you're offering is necessary. People do need it, but you're not asking the right people. 
you're not targeting the right people. Maybe it's a different group of people who need it. So remember, the customer or the audience is the hero of the story. They're the center. Like really, they are the focus. I know people always joke about like the customer is always right. And it's funny and I'm not, you know, trying to say the customer is always right. Um, But when it comes to business, what the customer needs is, is what you should be serving them. So the more that you can serve an audience, the more you can help people, the more your business will grow. You know, this is not really an option. If you are not serving an audience, your business will not succeed. Okay. Step, or not step number two, but just number two in general. Um, Another thing businesses or brands need. This is one of my least favorite things, uh, but it exists and it's real and we are real over here on Self-Made Mastery, so I have to talk about it anyway. And that is systems that run smoothly, like back-end systems that run smoothly. So website or, you know, booking tool, storefront, whatever it is that your business is running off of. Oh, hello, voice crack. It needs to run smoothly. So this is the part where in my YouTube video, I talked about how to create a smooth website and online store with Wix. Um, This podcast is not sponsored, you know, so I don't need to get fully into it, but I actually will say that I really have loved using Wix for my personal site. The reason I love it is because it has all these different kind of tools that can live on it. So it has like an appointment booking tool so people can go to my site and just book a coaching class or a call. It also has a page that like shows my work. So it has a podcast player page and then it also has a storefront. So it has like any digital products or physical products that I ever wanted to sell, I can sell right from my site. So it's kind of a one-stop shop. So I do recommend Wix, but I also have tried several other types of sites and I will say there's no right answer. You kind of just need to Um, you know, experiment around and figure out what works for you. I will make one recommendation. If you have the time, or sorry, not the time, if you have the financial means and capacity to hire someone to, to do this for you, I recommend doing that. This is one of those things that over the years I have spent so many hours and so many dollars trying to figure out myself. And there are some things in life and in, you know, your career that I think are so worth learning yourself before just hiring it off. I think it's, you know, some skills are super beneficial to kind of understand first. But so if web, if website building and things like that is that for you, then great. Um, for me, it wasn't. And I think I wasted way too much time doing it. And I kind of thought it was fun. Uh, but nowadays, I'm just like, hey, I need to hire someone who knows how to build this can build it really quickly. I can just tell them what I need. So I can go focus on other stuff. And they can build that for me. So it's really, really important that you have systems that run smoothly, right? Because you do not want half of your battle as a business owner, and as someone trying to sell a product, to be, you know, my systems aren't efficient. I have to manually input things when people buy. I have to manually ship things. Like, whatever it is, make sure that it's running efficiently um, because that can take so much energy away from what really matters in your business, which is the creative concept, the messaging, the marketing, really serving that audience, really changing people's lives, and really increasing your, you know, customer base or your audience or your sales. So, you know, making sure that you have systems that run smoothly. 
um, check out Wix. I do think it is very helpful. There are tons of other platforms too. And the last thing I'll say about that is that when I talk about having systems that run efficiently, I don't just mean your website, your software. I also mean just having a workflow that runs smoothly for you, whether that means having a content planning tool like Airtable or, you know, whatever it is that works for you. And it's going to be different for every person, but just making sure that you have that type of system in place, because the sooner you do that, the more you will thank yourself later. Even if you feel like your business isn't ready for that right now, or, you know, you're starting small, I promise you the more that you can put in place now, the better off you will be later. I promise. All right. Now, last but not least, the third thing that a business or a personal brand needs in 2021. And of course, we are not limiting ourselves to three things. This is just all I wanted to fit in this podcast. These are the three, in my opinion, most important things. Um, And number three is market research and consistent feedback, creating consistent feedback loops. Rockstar Energy is giving one lucky winner a trip to Las Vegas. To enter, text Vegas to 59570 for your chance to win an all-inclusive trip to Las Vegas from Rockstar Energy. Again, that's V-E-G-A-S to 59570. A confirmation text will be sent. Standard message and data rates apply. Hey, you. Yeah, you right there. I'm going to need you to stop what you're doing right now and tune in to the Think Loud Crew podcast. It's Cheyenne, Arkyle Lynn, and Shannon. We are the Think Loud Crew, a.k.a. your favorite moms, keeping it transparent, raw, and always real. On the Think Loud Crew podcast, we talk about everything from parenting to sex and even our WTF moments of our daily lives. Featuring guests from different generations and walks of life, no topic is off the table. Remember, this is a judgment-free zone where no mom shaming is allowed. If you're looking for a dose of real life and giggle-worthy conversations, Think Loud Crew podcast is for you. So pause the show you're listening to right now and go subscribe to the Think Loud Crew for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Motherhood isn't always picture perfect, and we are three moms just trying to figure it out together. Let's get real with Think Think Loud Crew. Crew. Number three definitely goes hand in hand with number one. It is very necessary to get market research and to see what people need help with and how they're reacting to your offer um, in order to make sure that you're serving your audience, which was our number one, right? So these go hand in hand. Market research is something you always should be doing. So I think the reason why I'm creating its own whole, you know, step here is because it's not something that stops once you create your offer. It's something that should continue on even after that. You should be getting feedback from your audience, from your customers, from your friends and family before, during, and after the launch of a brand or a product or whatever it is. And here's why this is important, okay? The feedback part. We're going to focus on the feedback part, getting feedback from your audience or your prospective audience. People talk a lot, right? And especially online. And if you want to maintain the health and success of your brand, it will benefit you to listen to them. Like I mentioned, not only during, but be- or not only before, but during and also after launching your business brand or product. So I'm going to kind of break this down into before, during, and after. So before launching a new product or starting a business, it's important to gather market research from your intended audience. Um, as we talked about above, like you may think that your idea rocks, right? But without getting feedback from any potential customers, it's essentially worthless because you need to know that there is a market for what you're offering. And of course, sure, you could launch it without it. Um, 
you know, and this is not in any way saying like, oh, let people control your idea, like only listen to what your dad says. No, this is just like, let's figure out if there's actually a market need for this. If you're doing a passion project and you don't care about making money and you don't care really about the, you know, quote unquote success of your brand, then whatever, you don't need the market research, just go do, you know, go run with your idea. But I'm talking about if you actually want to create a business that works, that actually makes money, then it will behoove you to actually get this type of feedback and market research before you launch. It'll save you a lot of time and money to figure this out before starting, to figure out, is there a market for this? Is there a need for this? Is my product correct? The other thing that can happen by doing market research beforehand is that you may figure out that, hey, there is a market for this product or for what I'm offering, but it's not the audience that I thought it was going to be, right? You may discover, actually, it's a different group of people. I've been targeting the wrong people. So, I just want to talk about gathering market research and I want to let you guys know that if you are unsure how to gather market research, like where do I begin? What does that even mean? Here's what I recommend. So first and foremost, I recommend going online, obviously. Um, But number one, like I want you guys to read all of the kind of top 10 like blogs in your niche. Um, You can go to buzzsumo.com. There's a lot of resources there to read like top 10 blogs, top 10, you know, influencer posts and videos and forums and and top 10 books on Amazon. Basically, we want to be looking for popular posts or, you know, publications in this niche to to learn about the audience and the market. But then you also want to be looking at the comments that people are posting on these topics, on these blogs, on these YouTube videos. Look for the most popular comments. And oftentimes you'll find people asking questions or, you know, speaking from experience. And you can actually gain a lot of insight from that. Um, You can also look for patterns in topics that people are posting about or discussing. Which ones are getting read the most, commented the most, liked the most? Um, Are there arguments in the comments? What sides are people taking and why? Like what's making them tick? What's controversial? Why are people interested in this topic? Um, So those are all going to be ways that can help you find market research is just scouring the internet for people talking about your niche or your problem that you're solving or an actual, you know, product that maybe already exists in the market for solving that problem that you can look at as competition and kind of view accordingly. Um, You can also look at obviously top 10 like influencers, thought leaders, gurus, anything that they talk about in this category. Now, if you have trouble finding anything, you try all these things and you're like, Adrian, I still can't find a lot of market research. Um, Or maybe there's not a ton of info on a particular niche niche oh my god I keep saying this differently niche niche I don't know but either one um maybe there's not a ton of info on your niche online another thing you can do is email you know 50 to 100 people create an email template and send it out to 50 to 100 people in that niche and personally ask them now you can find contacts on LinkedIn um and other types of places as well online you can meet with people in person you can reach out to your current network and friends in the niche or ask people if they know people in the niche Basically, informational interviews and things of the sort are always so, so helpful. I put a lot of my coaching clients through that. I make them cold call and email businesses and actually just speak to them on the phone. And so far, they have found it to be extremely helpful, which is awesome. So that is kind of like where I recommend beginning for getting market research. Um, And when you are talking to these people, let's say you decide to do some informational interviews, um, 
ask them what problems they face regularly right that can help us kind of solve that what do they wish that they had a solution for you can also propose your offer to them not not like necessarily you're trying to sell them but like say like you know okay if I were to offer you this is that something that you would want is that something you'd pay for how much would you pay for it the more you can really get specific with people and try to just really gauge what people think the better your offer can be right from the get-go all right so now let's talk about during your launch getting feedback during your launch so you want to have kind of a feedback loop set up so if people don't buy ask for feedback why didn't they buy right it can really feel uncomfortable to hear negative feedback or you know to hear why someone didn't buy your product but if you don't allow people to give their honest opinions or you don't listen to them or you aren't willing to face them your business just will not grow and this is also where a lot of the whole like get your logistics get your structure and your workflow and your website in place comes in handy because again you can have a lot of those things automated you can have automatic you know like feedback loops when someone doesn't sell or I mean sorry when someone doesn't buy or when someone clicks out of your site or whatever it is Um, so ask for feedback, especially if you're new, you're a small business, hit up some of your, you know, people who do and don't like your product. Maybe people who are your most active on your Instagram, like hit them up and say, Hey, I've noticed you're super active. Can we talk about it for a second? I would love to do a focus group. I would love to just get your feedback. I always find that to be so, so, so helpful. And finally, after launch or after, you know, maybe you already have a business that exists and you want to be implementing some feedback loops in right now. Um, So after you launch, so while your business is running, if people do buy, have an email go out to them asking for feedback afterwards. Um, If you're a smaller business, set up personal interviews like I just talked about or focus groups. Um, I think I've told you guys this before, but I held focus groups before launching my Patreon and it was honestly the best decision I could have ever made because so much of the feedback was like kind of the total opposite of what I expected to hear (laughs) and that tends to happen, right? It's like you think you have this idea and then everyone's like, oh, I actually really like this idea and you're like, what? Wow. That always happens with podcast episodes and workshops. Like the ones that I think will be people's favorites are usually not people's favorites and then some random one that I don't expect is like what people like the most. So just don't be afraid to always always get feedback now I want to emphasize that even though we want to be getting market feedback and we want to be you know creating our irresistible offers based on what the market needs I also don't want that to you know make you think that your ideas should be completely crafted around what other people want and not what you love like when we're talking business yes it should be crafted around what the market needs because if you want people to buy it which would you know mean that your business works then you need to create something that people want to buy but I do you know when we're talking kind of more on a personal like purpose and and kind of life journey level I don't want you to be thinking that like you should never go try launching like any of your own ideas like I just mean like if you have a great idea I bet other people think it's a great idea too so just do a little bit of research get a little bit of feedback that's the best way to grow is to be constantly getting feedback and reflecting and just taking that time to check in with yourself and your business and make sure everything is working, right? Now, those were the three things that I was going to talk about today on this episode, three things brands and businesses need in 2021. There are so, so, so many more things, especially creating an irresistible offer. I think that in itself is definitely probably number two on the list, Um, but I could make an entire episode about that. And as you know, I'm struggling a little with the voice, so I'm trying to keep these episodes a little bit more 
brief. But thank you guys so much for continuing to support me for listening to this episode. Subscribe and give it a rating if you haven't already. I'm back with episodes and I'll keep you guys posted on the vocal journey if anything changes. Um, I'll be talking about that over on Instagram. So I'll see you guys there. I hope you have an amazing week. Love you so much. Bye-bye. Rockstar Energy is giving one lucky winner a trip to Las Vegas. To enter, text Vegas to 59570 for your chance to win an all-inclusive trip to Las Vegas from Rockstar Energy. Again, that's V-E-G-A-S to 59570. A confirmation text will be sent. Standard message and data rates apply.